0: Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey.
1: Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. I hope your week is going well. Today, I'm joined by a friend of mine, Paige Hume. Um, I met Paige probably six years ago, and I consider her probably one of my closest friends, inner circle, definitely a sister in Christ. So good morning, Paige, and thanks for being with us. Hello.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah. Now, ladies, it took a couple asks to get her on here <laughs> because she, she vetted me out like, what are you going to ask me?
0: Well, actually, you sent me an email several months ago, and I just didn't respond, and I kind of hoped that, like, you just didn't notice, so. Yeah, I
1: did notice that, yeah. Paige, and I had to second guess, like, I'm pretty sure I sent her yeah. an email, but <laughs> I had your name still on a list, friend, because I yeah. got a topic in mind that I want to talk about, but yeah, okay. anyway, Paige, I know you, and several of the ladies do, but, but some don't, so introduce yourself to, to the ladies that may be listening in today.
0: Okay, so uh, my name is Paige. I am married to John, who is um, an associate pastor at Lincoln Avenue Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Illinois. We have two boys, both away at school. We're empty nesters, so we're excited about that. But uh, they are 23 and 19 and doing well, or as far as we know. I always tell people, you only know what your kids tell you when they're at college. So (laughs) sounds like all is well, Uh, so we'll see. So yeah, we've been at Lincoln Avenue actually 26 years. We've been married 26 years also. And I did want to take a minute to talk to uh, maybe the young not necessarily young pastor wives, but just pastor wives in general. We moved here with the intention of this is where we're going to stay and raise our family and and be. And so that's I think part of, you know, God's wisdom that he put in us, you know, that this this is where we are. And so that that has added to the longevity. It's not to say there haven't been difficult seasons at the church. And I think all pastors wise would, you know, attest to that. But I, I do want to speak specifically to anyone right now just having a hard time. I've We've been in those weary months, months and months of just weariness. And I don't have any magic words to help you get through that other than you will see the other side, if I can put it that glumly um, you'll come out better on the other side. But what helped me the most, what helped me the most is when I really felt discouraged, weary, God, what are you doing? You know, all of those questions. I would take that moment and God would say, Paige, you need to focus on other people. And that was so okay. helpful for me because it took the focus off of me. And when you help others and do for others, you really do get the blessing. And I just felt better doing that. Now it didn't get rid of the problems and the issues and the All of that. But I will say that's the one thing that helped me help me get through those times. Just focus on others and love others and just keep keep your blinders on. You know, a lot of times kept the blinders on, but just we tried to be faithful to to God and what he wanted us to do in this in that season. So. Amen, amen. You know, ladies, one of the things I'd say about Paige, or I do say about Pages,
1: is, Pages is just—you're just classy. You're just—you're quality. You know, you just present classy and together. And but um, Pages no nonsense. <laughs> um, you you do not skirt around an issue. So sometimes um, when you see you your package. I think um, not surprising. I'm going to use the word refreshing. What comes out, and I think that's one of the reasons I've been so drawn to you that a friendship has been so easy with you, because we've done some life together. But mm-hmm. it's I won't want to say it's been easy because life's been hard. But it's been easy doing life with you because of what you just said. You you naturally pour into other people, but you can come into that inner circle and see the person. But at the same time, you don't try to candy coat whatever the circumstance is or whatever the problem is, but you bring the comfort of, of like whatever it is. I'm going to walk it with you or I'm willing to walk it with you. There's not that pushiness of it. Yeah. And um but but you know what I'm saying, friend? There's that no nonsense about you. It's like we're not going <laughs> to not deal with the issue. The issues here, we're going to bring it on the table and we're going to deal with it the best we can. Um but but we're not going to ignore it. We're not going to waste time ignoring it.
0: That can also get me in trouble though, Carmen, so it's a double-edged <laughs> sword. So I have to learn, I'm still learning how to temper that and I don't always have to say what I'm thinking. So that's where I get in trouble. So Paige, tell them a little bit how I met you. Oh, goodness. Okay, well, there was a certain employee, employee from the IDSA that uh, came to our church during a transition, one of our transition times we had at our church. And I did not know this man. I don't know if I can say his name, so I'm just not not trying to be evasive. But anyway, he came to our church for about six months during um, just the search time and all of that. and And he actually uh, connected me with you. He gave me your name. I had never heard of you. I'm so sorry, but um, you weren't involved at at the state level. I, I mean, I wasn't now John may have been a little bit, but so yeah, he, and so I called you like this was what, and, but that was a super growth time for me as well. When all of that happened, because I you know, I was ready to get involved in missions. I wasn't working full time, and God was like, "Okay, you know, put your money where your mouth is." And so that's why I connected with you, and we had lunch, and that was it. Yeah,
1: that that was good. That was, that was such a good thing for me too. Ladies, here she came in. I I was receiving a text from the same gentleman. It was Mark. We can say that oh. he was doing an interim pastorate. He I received a text from him. It's like, "You've got to meet this lady and take her take her for coffee or something." <laughs> And I absolutely loved it. But that's when Paige comes into my office, the first time I've ever met her, and to sit down. I just love to hear people's story. But you brought me a scarf. Do you remember I that? I did, yeah. I forget what it's called, but the
0: hand. hand, I, hand I hand knitted it. I had never hand knitted before and discovered that on Pinterest. And I don't, uh, Carmen, I, I mean, God told me to bring you this scarf. I didn't even know you. <laughs> and I was like, I th- I'm supposed to bring you this scarf. I don't know. So, yeah. I
1: love that. I love that. Ladies, I can't tell you I've still made anything out about the why God said the <laughs> scarf. But Paige has taught me this. She gets together with friends for craft nights. And I'm not a crafter, but but that's one of the things I'm realizing with women. The craft just kind of, I'm a Blackaby girl. Blackaby says, you know, the work sometimes connects people. I'm realizing that the craft just gives a reason to get people around a table. Oh, so yeah. it keeps your hand, kind of like modern day cards or something, you know. It keeps your hands Puzzles
0: busy. are a <laughs> great thing to just have a couple girls over and do a puzzle it takes three or four hours and you're just talking but you're not staring at each other like I love to do puzzles with friends too so that's a good tool
1: Paige, let's just be honest. Now you've invited me to a craft night and you've seen my skill and I took my little bunny rabbit home because you picked the project. Um, now some people are just challenged and wouldn't you say I'm one of them in the area? Yes, of no,
0: yours was perfect. Crafting is everybody can craft. Everybody can craft. So, and I just follow what I find on Pinterest. I don't make it up. I'm not uh-huh. a scientist about it, but
1: Anyways, Ladies, sure. I bought a glue gun. I told her if I'm going to craft, I want something that involves this glue gun because I bought me a glue gun and I showed up. I was present, but I had more fun fixing the dinner than yeah. I did the craft when we were cutting sure. up the veggies or whatever. But, anyways, here's what's funny about you, though, Paige. If somebody's just listening to you, they're going to think, here's this crafter. No. You are you are more Joanna Gaines. Um no, you, know, no, no, no. You, you yes, that is you with home decor and, and you know decorating and stuff. So I wouldn't have typically put you in that crafting cat. Not that one thing's good or bad, but you're more that restore refurb. You just you just have that eye. So so let me pivot our conversation yeah. a little bit. I do want to, I do want to share as you spoke into the ladies about, you know, being 20, was it 23 years in the ministry?
0: 26. Not 26, I count, yeah. 26 years. Mm-hmm. We are
1: counting girl. And John is in what some would refer to a second chair leadership. Yes. So he's never, he's never been that senior pastor right. at, he's only been at the one church. He's never been that senior pastor. Well, he's been more one church, but the twenty, you know, the, yeah. the majority of that year. So you've also seen him grow in transition because God doesn't yeah. leave any of us where we're at. Yeah. So you've seen him where he was youth and he was worship, but as he got a heart for discipleship, you, some of those transitions is because we transition as God, you know, as, as we get older and God moves us yeah. along. And um, so I think, you, you know, girls, if, if you've resonated with that part of your story, sometimes we want to go to the mirror and think, what's wrong with us? And it's not what's wrong with you. It's what is God doing in my life right now? And that's why I love to point to assessments such as what are your What are your spiritual gifts assessments saying right now? You know, because that can give you a glimpse of what God may be wanting to do in and through your life that sometimes impacts positions and stuff that that you're in, but.
0: Yeah. So funny story. John redid his spiritual gifts uh, this summer and they do change. I think they do change because one that has come back up for me, which I'm not sure I'm happy about was administration has crept its way back up and it, it used to be there 20 years ago or whatever. And his, I mean, oddly, when you look back and you reflect on things, administration has crept into his. And so, you know, has that, is that because of the discipleship leading is is completely different than music leading and, you know, t- student leading. And so it's just funny how without real, I mean, not really realizing it, you know, God was revealing things.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, Paige, and I think as I talk to women, that's one of the things that I think we miss often. What a what what a tool that is in our lives yeah. to re- repeat periodically. Because what I tell ladies, it's not, this is good, this is bad, but it's letting you know, you know, the spiritual gift is the fact that God himself is manifesting himself through you. So Mm -hmm. ladies, if you're listening and you've never, if something there just intrigued you and you've never done a spiritual gifts assessment, you know, I'll put a link to a free spiritual gifts assessment in the episode notes of this podcast, but feel free to reach out to me. That's the stuff I love to do um, with, with folks is to be able to open your eyes a little bit to what God's doing in your life. And then that's that's some of our leadership development tools. You know, how, how has God wired you? How do you tick? Because that's the, that's the sort of stuff that brings satisfaction. But
0: And spiritual gifts, they're scriptural. They're in the Bible. I have talked to people at my yeah. church that'll say, well, I don't have a spiritual gift. Yes, you do absolutely. And so, um, and they're and they to build up the body of Christ. So, absolutely, absolutely, the church as well. So, I just want to throw that in there. That's no, the I'm glad you in. did.
1: I'm <laughs> glad you did. I'm glad you did. Okay, here's the big pivot. Okay. Here's the big pivot. Um, you mentioned earlier, you know, that what you referenced in the spiritual gifts that maybe John's is shifting because some of the work he's done with discipleship, mm-hmm. discipleship, Bible study, understanding the Bible extracting that biblical truth, actually applying it to to your life, helping other people apply it to their life, holding people accountable, holding yourself accountable. That's what I'm putting in that area of discipleship to truly be a student of Jesus to, to so that we look more like him and we reflect him in this world. That has become a passion spot of yours and I have watched it unfold and frequently, almost often, I could almost probably put always in there, if I'm talking discipleship in an area and like discipleship groups, I will I will point to you, Paige, as a good um, go-to person or somebody that I could say, I've got a friend that could walk this a little bit yeah. with you. So I, that's what I want you to do take a few moments and talk about i'm just going to let you talk all right, right. <laughs> um, the importance of it what does it look like why why does it change a person's life and what you've seen it do not only in your own life but, but but with other people in the church
0: so yeah this became a journey that i started probably 10 years ago again in one of those weary times uh for me just searching for god not necessarily more of god but just you know i was in sunday school and did Bible studies and all of that. But I don't know, there was something about this. I had, I had read through the Bible, you know, on my own chronologically and all the different ways you can. And I don't know, I just was really, God was really just wanting me to get into the scriptures. And so through that search, I found the F260 reading plan that the Galaties have done. And so that just And so I just got a group together. I asked some ladies that I knew, but I didn't know super well. They ended up being different generations. And one girl I hadn't even talked to before, but I, God, I mean, I so wanted to do God's will in this group, in this just deep time of let's, let's just read scripture together. So it's fun to look back. It's fun to look back and think I hadn't. And I remember telling her, I was like, I know we've never talked before and I'm sweating right now talking to you. And, you know, I was just honest with my insecurity, but, and I didn't use the line. I feel like God wants me to ask you. Cause I, I am not sure I'm a fan of that line, but I just said, you know, think about it, whatever. So anyway, that first year I did it, we read through uh, the whole Bible and used the HEAR method, which is H-E-A-R, and it's, you know, highlight a verse or what spoke to you in that, in that uh, section that day. The E is explain, you know, sometimes people will explain just that verse they highlighted or they'll kind of explain the passage. Just, it helps to write it down, helps me to write it down and hopefully remember. And then the A is the application. Okay, how does what I just read apply to my life? five and then the R is, is the response, which often was a prayer. And for me, it was often the same prayer. God, just tell me. I'm so, you know, I'm so inadequate. So that first year, I did it, and that's kind of when I introduced it to John as well. And, and I, maybe he saw something in me. I don't know. But and so then he kind of did some research. And then so the next year, as a church, we we did the whole Bible, started you know in Genesis. Now you don't read every word of it, but it kind of it just takes you through Old Testament and the whole time. When you're reading the Old Testament, you're thinking, we just got to get to Jesus. I can remember "At like, can we just get to Jesus? Because over and over and over, the one thing yelling at me through the Old Testament was just redemption. Like God just how many times tried to bring his people back, tries to bring us back, you know, and Jesus had to come. And so that's my biggest memory from that year was just let's just get to Jesus. And then the next year, which and what here's what was cool about doing it as a church is that, you know, we'd sit at Wednesday night supper and, you know, people would say, hey, this week I read this. I've never read that before. Or they would say, hey, John, what do you think about this? Or why does it say that? And and so it was so fun to see people in church having conversations. They're not in the same reading groups, but we're all reading the same thing at the same time. And mm. that was really I, th- I thought it was really powerful. Now, not everybody was in a group. Not everybody did it, but we had a hundred and something doing it. And that was great. And so then last year we did just the New Testament. So it takes you a lot slower through that and, and chronologically. So you jump around a little bit and, and that was neat. I've been in just female groups. I was in a couples group with with John. It's been great. I mean, right now we're reading through the Psalms and we're using a different reading plan, different questions. And the Psalms, I mean, a whole different Mm-hmm. just the way it's written, is it, completely different. And the thing jump in, we're at Psalm 52. So we're not very, you know, halfway or not even halfway. The thing of this time that always screams at me every day is, you know, God is rescuer and God is, is, you know, he's protector. And it has all these descriptive words of who God is. And that's one of the things we look at is what does this say about God? Mm-hmm. And you pull out loving kindness and all of those things. And what I found is that then, Later in the day, maybe if I'm struggling or p- things are popping in my head or whatever, I can remind myself of that morning. No, God is rescuer. No, God hears me. Oh, all mm-hmm. of the psalms. God hears you. God hears you. And he just longs for us to talk to him. He mm-hmm. just wants us to talk to him. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. And so psalm has been a great reminder for me in that way. You know, he That's doesn't so good. leave us. He doesn't leave us. And he wants us to talk to him.
1: That is so good. That is so good. There's something about what you you said, you're using some different questions now. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think I think we need a little bit of a a little bit of structure helps me right when I can Mm -hmm. see that's kind of like the craft night. You know, you said, I just go to Pinterest or whatever. There's something about that my eyes can see. I may have my own recipe or I may end up with my own recipe. But sometimes we talk about things and discipleship's one of those words that can be this lofty word, you know, yeah. and it's like, well, what is it though? You know, what is discipleship? You know, mm-hmm. I was talking to a, um, a woman today. She had called about an issue that, you know, she was, you know, she was kind of walking and, and we were talking about pride and I'm like, but pride is so general. I mean, it's a real thing, and I think we yeah. can all agree with it. But what is pride? In other words, what does pride look like in your life? Because if we can't, if we can't some, somehow structuralize it, it's hard to deal with it. And and that's what I love about your story with discipleship, because you're not just picking one thing and saying this is what discipleship is. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I've watched you, Paige, and I've experienced it over and over. You realize that there's core components to make it discipleship, like the Bible reading. You know. You know, there's mm-hmm. got to be there's got to be Bible it has yes. to be there and yes. when you talk about those questions you know that that it, it's helping us think it's helping us process that word but we're processing it with God and as a believer the Holy Spirit's living in us so you know he's getting to help us process that and then like you talked about talking to God you know prayer so there are and, and that's what I tell women you know a lot I can say okay here's a you reference the f260 plant you know okay uh-huh. That's a model that I can point somebody to and say, here's a model. And it really works pretty good. And you may want to try it because it's fairly simple, Uh but it may not be where you totally land. Um, So it's like, okay, pull the chair back. Let's talk that we should be disciples who make disciples. So that's a question I ask often, you know, when I go into churches is how are you currently discipling your women? How are you currently discipling your people? And it makes us stop and think, but that's what I love about you because you're not, it, it doesn't have to be just this, no. but you've never walked away from discipleship, meaning in the Bible, applying God's word and in those smaller groups, you know, you get the group content or context of it because there is accountability in that group. And we do learn from each other. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Paige, here's what I watch. And, and, you know, I'm not a prophet, but I watch your life because your passion for discipleship. And you've already said it earlier. How many people haven't come to Christ yet, you know, or how many of them have but Mm -hmm. have never been taught or or invited to a table to open the Bible and study? Mm-hmm. No. And we so much assume because they've got the age or they've been in church that they're there. And that's what I love about watching you with your discipleship groups. It is multi generational, yes. But yeah. truthfully, you you typically have been the youngest one at the table. And when those women are coming to life. They're already in a season of life that typically they're resourced to be able to pour back down into that younger generation. And they want to. And that's when I just sat back and I'm like, oh, God, this this is the community. This is what you're about.
0: Yeah. No, I I think God laid it on my heart with the first group, you know, to not do it with my best friends, because that would have been easy to do. My closest friends, that would have been so easy. But I I just like I said, I just God, I wanted to go deeper. I wanted to get to know other people and, and force myself out of that comfort zone. And so even this group that we just started in September, I approached an older lady in her 80s and she's very quiet. But boy, is she dedicated to church anyway, um, you know, there all the time and climbs those choir steps to get up there and sing and, and, and she lives alone. She's a widow. And so I just went up to her and just, Hey, I don't know. Do you want to do this? I don't know. And and she was like, yeah. And then I asked another lady. So there's just three of us this time, but again, they're not, they're people I know, but I don't know. Well, I've never done anything outside of church with, but yeah, I have made the assumption that you know, older people must know more than me, or they're more solid in their faith. But I have found that that's not true, that Mm -hmm. they they do say things sometimes, not that I am the Holy Spirit, or by any means a theologian, but I know what I know, you know, and so I just realized sometimes you have to kindly correct their thinking, you know, so.
1: And I think that goes into one of those components, one of the core ingredients, discipleship is biblical accountability. And I think, you know, I need the people that's experienced life, walked longer than me, that knows God's word, that can come and say, oh, you got this part right, Carmen, and affirm me, affirm Mm -hmm. me, but also be willing to speak into me and say, but you know what, it may be time to go a little bit deeper. Let me help you connect that next dot, Carmen, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just think that I think that's powerful, but that's discipleship. Mm -hmm. So So ladies, if you've been listening, you're here an example of the community, right? We don't do life alone and we're stronger together because we can pull and, and um, share resources and learn from each other. So if you're not connected to the community, get connected. You can follow us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. Find us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women or definitely check us out on the website for resources at ibsa.org backslash women. Like I said, today we're going to put um, a link to spiritual gifts assessment in our episode notes. But ladies... Uh, the, probably one of my most prized possessions I get, or prized um, opportunities I get to do, is hear your story. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes I'm connecting with women, just like what Paige said. But I get to kind of hear the story, what God is doing. But if we can, if we can walk beside you, if you're not being discipled right now, or you think God's doing something in your life, saying, "Hey, I want you to sort of lead up, getting some discipleship going in your local church," please, 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 I would love that opportunity to be able to to listen and. and and maybe walk a few steps with you. Just guide, as Paige said, just just guide a little bit. Um, It's your story. God's calling you to do it, but he's put us in the the path that we can walk it with you. So, Paige, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure, friend. It's a pleasure. All right, ladies, you have a great rest of your Friday. Um, It's, you know, it's cold. You know, you may even see some snow this weekend, (laughs) Have a wonderful weekend, a very blessed Sabbath, mm-hmm. and I'll see you back here next Friday on the Priority Now podcast.
0: You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org women.